It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's Okay, so let's just get straight to the point, Mark Bickley. It was a fun show today. It was a hilarious show. I loved it. You said cock bottle or something like that um, when you were talking about Stop. Farrah Fawcett. Stop cock. Oh, <laughs> um, um, have a listen. That's it's the, the 100th birthday a, of radio today. plumbing term. Is it? Yeah, that's why the force of that. I'm just trying to explain to people that maybe just tuning in mm. to the podcast and didn't quite know the context that was used. Because we were talking about Liam Fawcett, the mm. Central District. Uh, I always say Central Districts, but it's Central District. Yes. He's the recruit for the Tigers, and we're talking about his uh, nickname. So we also recorded a podcast intro, but decided it probably wasn't safe for anybody and we could lose our jobs. So we're not airing it. Yeah, well, we, we erred. On the side of caution, it was um, it was rather explicit, so we th- sort of thought, yeah, maybe not. And interesting, mm. it was your idea. It was. It, it was a. It's a. We're piece a team. Of, it's a piece of radio. Um, maybe if you want to, if you want to, if you're feeling a little bit, if you're a sort of a liberal person, um, if you googled uh, a radio segment Armageddon, yeah, that, that would get you to or uh, Gerbil Bottom. Yeah, that that would get you. To uh, it's it's an actual piece of radio that happened in America where they were talking about a real life scenario. Yes, um, and um, it's quite funny. It's humorous. we're celebrating the one hundredth day of radio, so mm. we played a prank call today, which was hilarious. Um, Will Lorenz, we spoke to Will Davison, a text message person named Will. There was lots of wills. Yesterday was the Nathan day. Today's the Will day. And good luck on your hot lap. Yeah, I'm doing a hot lap today, which is going to be fun. I'm just hoping it's rather overcast. There's mm. a bit of rain forecast, and I did speak to Will. Davidson, we spoke to him on the show today. You'll hear it on the podcast. It can get a little bit slippery, a little bit dicey yeah. if it's wet, as you would expect. So um, let's hope he's on his game. All right. Uh, our last week, next week. So let's come in full guns blazing, Barocca every day. Oh, let's G'day, guys. Some people outside Studio Luma, they're like, oh, there's Mark Bickley. Look at him. What a legend. <laughs> his missus is like, oh, what a dream boat. Port Pier is very own. <laughs> Looking at me going, jeepers. I didn't know he worked with Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh. All right. All right, that's so, it. Well, you've got to say, enjoy the podcast. Enjoy the podcast. You didn't even say podcast, right? You said, enjoy the podcast. <laughs> Try it again. Enjoy the podcast. Thank you. Good morning. Here we are, Thursday. Mark Bickley, Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. And a huge thanks to more Team Kia, the family cars at Port Adelaide. How are you, my friend? Footy's over for the year. We can take a breath. For the men's era. Gonna say, almost. Uh, we're still playing finals for the uh, the AFLW. Good morning to you, Jared. Good morning, everyone that's tuning in. Um, yes, well, the it was a bit of a 
any climax really. The uh, rookie draft wasn't it? A... Yesterday was a fizzer. Let's be honest, mate. I forgot it was on. It was yesterday afternoon. Mm-hmm. They've set this standard of going Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday late lunch. <laughs> well, look, it's. I think the rookie draft has morphed into it's sort of the second chance sort of mm. saloon, isn't it? Compared to giving young, uh, untried players. A, a bit of a look in. So Riley Bonner got another look. There's a couple of guys. From I'm happy with that. I reckon that was a bit surprising because once he was delisted, we didn't really hear much about what was going to happen with Riley Bonner. But no. there's also been a pretty big history of St Kilda and former Port Adelaide players. So mm. Dougal Howard made his way to St Kilda. Jared Leanett made his way to St Kilda. And now um, Riley Bonner heading there the as well. Ruckman, Paddy Ryder. That's right. Mm. So there's a few there. Brendan Lade. Mm-hmm. Adam Kingsley, was he ever at St Kilda? He was part of the coaching staff, yep. Yeah, a couple there. Um, so, yeah, so and and a lot of the players we know very little about. I think there's a bit more focus on the draft. So we, the younger players we tend to get a little bit more sort of backgrounding on and have a um, the ability to watch highlights and, and things like that. But some of the rookies are from the state league, so we don't quite get the attention. But anyway, it is what it is. And uh, now pretty much the lists are, are formulated now and we, we keep moving on. They are. I have a couple of questions for you, if that's all right. Sure. Uh, having a look at a few of the selections yesterday. So it, it went according to plan. So Adelaide, as you suggested, would get James Borlace and uh, Will Hamill. And you did say it should have gone the other well, way, I was, right? I was interested because it, I think clearly Adelaide must have known that Port weren't going to or didn't have any interest in James Borlace. I thought they might have, you know, like they left the door open by using uh, – or by taking Will Hamill with their first pick. Yep, so they got him at pick nine. Mm. Which then meant Port Adelaide had a pick before Adelaide's next pick. So yep. if they did want to take James Borlase, they could have, but they decided to uh, to go elsewhere. Port Adelaide got my cousin, Xavier Walsh, from East Perth. Um, we've just got the same surname. Mm. And then in round two at pick 20... <laughs> Um, some of the other names that have been relisted. So Taylor Duray has gone back yep. to the Western Bulldogs, mm-hmm. which I think is good. Um, Jake Melksham has been rewarded probably for the second half of 2023, and he went down with that knee injury. So I, I like that. I think that's a feel-good story. Two names, though, I did want to question, and I want to be as nice as possible, but we've spoken about Sam Reed, right? So he's yep. gone back to the Sydney Swans. There's a player who was redrafted yesterday, who in 2023 played two games, in 2022 played four, in 2021 he played six. The most games that this person has played is 22, Mm -hmm. and that was in 2014. They've been at this football club now for 12 years, and it's Sam Day. Mm -hmm. I had to look twice, and surely there's some strategy behind this, or he's just brilliant to be around the club. Oh, look, it's... All the players you mentioned that are on the list, they've all got size. So it, it's a it's a valuable commodity. So Sam Day is – so let's go – Gold Coast Suns, um, uh, Mabua Chol yep. uh, out. They've brought in Jeb Walter, but he's 18. You know, so that's going to take a little bit of time. Uh, so, so having that sort of backup in case uh, – Always get mixed up. Is it Ben King? Ben's at um, at the Gold Coast. Yep. So if if Ben King falls over, or if you know they get one or two injuries, you've still got someone who's got some experience who you can bring in, and you have that depth. And that's why um, similar story with um, Sydney, what they're doing with uh, with Reed. 
And he played in the VFL flag last yeah. year, Sam Day. So he, he must have had a pretty good season in the reserves. He, he had a huge hip injury where he broke his pelvis at one stage. And, and so that sort of set him back a little bit. That was a number of years ago now. But he does have – they know he can play at the level. You've got that experience factor. They've got a, a really young team. They brought in, you know, four 18-year-olds this year. They've got a whole heap of other young players. So having some experience around the place, uh, there's probably a little bit of reward there for loyalty. He, I think he was a part of their initial list, I think you'll find. So he's been one that sort of stuck it out through all the, the tough times. Uh, you know, you Prestia and Lynch and Wright and all those others, Caddy, that have all sort of left and gone and other places and some have had success. He's been able to stay there. So a little bit of reward for loyalty, but it's more about, you know, not dissimilar to, in, in my eyes to, you know, the longevity's not there, but Elliot Himmelberg at Adelaide is in a similar boat. Adelaide refused to give him up even though right now he's, he's not in Adelaide's best 22. Um, and they just need him there in case you get a, a string of injuries. He's got that height and he can fill in a couple of gaps. We are here thanks to Tyre Power. Your family first and a huge thanks to Chemist Warehouse. You can rush in there now for the Christmas fragrance sale, which is on now. You know, I like to have a very keen look at some player names that stand out, Mark Bickley, from the rookie draft. So do you want me to give you my top three names from the rookie draft yesterday? Yes, please. So in third place uh, from the Oakley Chargers, it is Kynan Brown, who's gone to Melbourne. Um, in second place, as we take it up a notch, I like Odin Jones, who's gone to Fremantle. Mm. And this one's a little bit close to home here because pick eight in round one from the Sandy Dragons going to Essendon is the younger brother of Dante Vicentini, Vigo Vicentini. Dante and Vigo. Mm. Got the bit of Italian flavour, I take it. I like it. Uh, we will talk a little bit later on about the, I guess, the shock non-selection of Will Patton as well. There's a, a lot of people in shock this morning about that. Mm. Um, only because of how how well and how highly he has been regarded this year and a lot of his um, alumni from South Australian representatives and all Australians and things like that um, have been drafted. So hold your thoughts on that. Yeah, um, your uh, analysis now of where Adelaide sit as a list, you can look at it and I know we'll deep dive into that next week, but you're happy? You're satisfied? Oh, absolutely. It's it's really difficult because right now you you just you don't know what you don't know. Um, players coming from interstate, how are they going to handle the training load? How are they going to handle being away from home? How are they going to handle the pressure of being in a fishbowl like Adelaide? All these things are unknown on 18-year-old boys. So you, you can do as much research as you want, but there'll be examples. And there's history says that, you know, if you take uh, five players, there's probably only two or three are going to make it uh, and the others are going to fall away. And, and, and that is across the board. You can look at any sort of club that and recruiting and you can look at, you know, first round picks and you can look at, you know, uh, busts with that. And, um, you know, and there's been some highly rated players that haven't quite got there. And then you've got the other end of the scale where, you know, once you get over 40, it is a bit of a lottery. There, You know, the, the strike rate of players that end up playing 100 games is much less than the, the front end, but it doesn't preclude you from, you know, picking up absolute gems like Robbie Gray and Rory Sloan and the like. So you just don't know until a year or so down the track or even after six months and you talk to the people at the club, they can come in and they watch the way they go about it. I'll use Jake Saligo as an example. He was in the high 30s, his pick. It might have been 36 or 37. And... 
pretty much within a couple of months, they knew, wow, we've got a mm. really good player here by the way he went about his work on the track, the, the, the high standard he, he set on the track. So you get a bit of an insight, but, you know, even Jake, he's still finding his way. He was still, you know, he's still been up and down and in and out. So until you're three years down the track, I don't think you can really judge it because even Xavier Dersma is a great example as well. His first year was off the charts and you're thinking, wow, we've got a superstar here. And then three years later or four years later, he's not at the club anymore. You've decided to uh, trade and look somewhere else. So in the fullness of time is the best way to judge the draft. Brett sent us in a text. First one of the morning, 0427-154-166 was that Vigo from Ghostbusters 2. It's a good pop culture reference there. Vigo Vicentini. Um, we have a big show today. Now, Bix, uh, a little bit later on, we are going to be chatting to Will Davison, who is going to be taking part in the Velo uh, 500. And you're going on a hot lap this week. Indeed. I saw uh, Will and Anton Di Pasquale last night, actually, at Jarvis Ford. Great night. Awesome. We'll be able to get to that. And next, not only will we be able to reveal to you our sporting on this day, our sporting on this day, uh, we do this alongside Burbank Homes, Inspiring Designs and Personal Service, but I have probably the best nomination for the good stuff of 2023. What? You can get on the road faster, 132727. You do not want to miss this. This is this good Bix that I'm going to play it twice this morning, maybe three times. Whoa. I love it when you build things up. Like if you want that. to get involved in the show, 0427-154-166. If you're listening on the app, you can also call us too and have a look inside Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Good morning. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 17 minutes past six on SENSA Breakfast. Uh, Mark Bickley, a very quick on this day in sport. There's not much that really happened on Thursday, the 23rd of November, so... I'll give you one of them. Um, the Dodgers outfielder, Frank Howard, is voted the National League Rookie of the Year in 1960. What did you think oh, of that one? No, Frank was a great player. <laughs> We're struggling a bit in Studio Lumo <laughs> because there's a waft that's come in, not from either of us, but no, there's, there's the a gas is. leak or something in yeah. Studio Lumo, and it's horrific. And the accusations <laughs> flying around are just so unprofessional. So let's change our focus into the good stuff as opposed to the bad and smelly stuff. Oh, Mark Bickley, the good stuff. If you're moving house, use a team that's easy to affordable budget car and truck rental, 132727. Lots of good stuff floating around today. As I said, I've got something for you that I, I'm guaranteed to play three times today. Three times. Okay. Do you want it? Yes, please. Play it. Play it today is a time, celebration. Then. You know, um, actually, quite funny. It's not an on this day in sport, but it's an on this day 100 years ago, the first ever radio broadcast occurred. Well, there you On go. this day, 100 years ago. So it's the 100th birthday of radio today, which I think is a big statistic, right? Yeah, well, considering we're sort of speaking on that medium. Yeah, exactly. And radio has changed. It's evolved and we love it. What I wanted to do to celebrate with the good stuff is play you one of my all-time favorite radio moments. Okay. I'm going to take you back to 2006. Mm -hmm. Radio station called 2SM where there was a hard-hitting journo Host, aggressive, 
Okay. Who was it? Graham Gilbert. Gilbo. Yeah. yeah. He tried to mix it up a little bit and do a trivia competition with some pop culture questions. And the listeners caught on to create one of the greatest and most hilarious radio moments ever. C9, g'day Rodney. G'day Graham, how are you going? Not too bad mate, you keeping well? Yeah, not too bad thanks. Here we go, question one. Which Australian gymnast won Commonwealth Games gold in 1990 and again in 1994 for his performance on the pommel horse? Oh, it's a tough one. Which Australian um, gymnast won Commonwealth Games gold in 1990 and again in 94 for his performance on the pommel horse? Okay, I think it's India. Not India, mate. Hello, Lincoln. G'day, mate. How are you? Not too bad. You'll have a sensible answer, won't you? Absolutely, mate. Step in the dark. India. No, I didn't think you were that dumb. <laughs> Hello, Thomas. G'day, Graham. Yeah, mate. Got these bloody idiots calling up again. And, but you'll have the answer. What do you think I it might be? Um, India. Yeah. Thomas. It's, oh. be- it's bedtime now. Off you go, okay? Off you go. Thirteen, twelve, sixty-nine. Hello there, Marcus. Yes, good evening. Yes, mate. Have you got an answer for us? India. Yeah, Marcus, <laughs> grow up. Robert, good evening. Hello, Graham. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Sorry, after all that nonsense, could you put, repeat the question, Yeah, please? the question is, mate, which Australian gymnast won Commonwealth Games gold in 1990 and again in 1994 for his performance on the pommel horse? Get my megaphone. Oh. Hello there, Warren. Yes, hello, Graham. Uh, you might know me. I was on uh, Millionaire this year. You oh, might... No, mate. All, all we need is the answer to this. Which singer oh. sang this year's Commonwealth Games theme, Shine? Well, that, that would be India. Certainly didn't get on Millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Went for nine minutes. <laughs> So, congratulations to Radio 100 Years with gold like that. Graham Gilbert, amazing stuff. There's my nomination for the good stuff. Back after this on SENSA. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 26 minutes past six on SENSA Flight Centre's big red sale is on with limited time offers on flights, cruises, holidays and tours. Book now to save big. I've never seen so much chaos in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Bix, just give us a, an update on what's going on here because there's a there's a vent in Studio Lumo which is opened up, connected to something which has <laughs> left something in here. It's it's a little bit um, stale. The air coming out of our air conditioning vent at the moment, and I do apologise because I did um, accuse you of um, flatulence. That that, <laughs> that was not an accusation. That was. Aggression. Well, that's because it smelt so terrible. Um, and I knew I didn't do it. There's only two of us in the room. But you know, there are some famous sayings in life. It's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Um, do something. And whoever smelt it, dealt it. <laughs> no. If you denied it, then you supplied it. <laughs> <laughs> this is so childish. You can tell we are so fatigued heading into um, the back of the year. Um, We are going to be speaking a little bit later on to Will Davidson. And um, I just wanted to ask you how you're feeling about your hot lap, because uh, is there something you've been on before? No, I haven't. Um, And I did speak to Will about this last night. We had a function at Jarvis Ford and uh, Will Davidson and Anton DiPasquale were there, had a great chat. And um, he actually said, which didn't fill me with confidence, that... uh, 
he'd prefer not to sit in the passenger side because that's where you sort of get, you know, as you go around, I think he explained all the turns where I'll be about six inches from the wall. Um, but he did say, um, he gets in trouble. They, they actually get in trouble if they, when they do a lap with a passenger, if they lock the wheels or they do, you know, damage the car or anything like that. So, yeah. And it, it's an amazing thing. I've been in a hot lap before and I've done drifting before with one of the professional drivers. And who did you do your hot lap with? I can't even remember. It was oh, such geez, a long time ago, but it was it amazing. Wasn't, it wasn't Will Davison, was it? No, but, but <laughs> you, you can't actually stop and relax you're on edge the whole time but i think it takes doing something like that to even have more respect for these drivers oh, and no doubt did you say to will when you spoke to him and i should have done this actually i might think about doing this when we speak to him today um did you say he's not an athlete no mm. yeah well, maybe i should bring that up in the interview today well do it yeah that'd be good I've just seen the look you've given me. Maybe I won't do that. So we are going to speak to him a little bit later on this morning. Um, and, of course, the other exciting news for Port Adelaide fans, uh, Port Adelaide draftee, Will Lorenz. We're going to be catching up with plenty more. Our sports update and AFL update we'll do after the news. As we always say, we love being in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA, and a huge thanks to Tyre Power, your family first. It's just on 6.30 on SEN. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 27 minutes to 7 on SENSA Breakfast. Huge shout out to Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow. That's here today. Uh, we are going to talk cricket very soon. You would have heard in the news there, Bix. The Aussies are preparing to take on India in the T20 series. Um, a couple of Aussies got home yesterday, which um, we'll play some audio from very soon. But also the BBL is about to get into full swing. The WBBL is at Adelaide Oval this weekend. Um, and everybody is getting involved with the KFC Supercoach BBL. You can play your way at supercoach.com.au. So we'll do a little bit of a deep dive into that before the end of the show because there's some Adelaide strikers that are causing a bit of controversy when it comes to the BBL, what, especially Supercoach. Bit pricey, some of them? Bit pricey. So mm. their success last season has put a few question marks on whether they should be drafted into the uh, Supercoach, KFC Supercoach BBL. Uh, before all of that, and before we head to our guest for this morning, let's get a sports update, Mike Bickley. Okay, let's start with some boxing. And Nikita Zoo has snared the Australian super welterweight belt with a stunning TKO win over defending champion Dylan Biggs in an explosive bout in Newcastle. Now, the victory extends Zoo's record to eight zip with six of his wins coming via knockout and also left egg on the face of commentators who suggested the 25-year-old has been dining out on the most famous family name in Australian boxing. So he put that to bed. Of course, his legendary father, Kostya, uh, carved out an 18-zip record on home turf. His now world champion brother, Tim, is 22-0 in Australia as well. So, tell you what, the zoos haven't been defeated very often. Probably the most popular zoo in Australia. <laughs> Maybe. Boom, boom. Thanks. Don't you like, what? Don't you like zoos? Oh, they're okay. They're not too bad. Mm. It's pretty sad sometimes. What about the one that's just got that one dog in it? Do you know what that's called? Tell us, Mark. <laughs> no, I won't no tell us. No, no, no. No, you can. I have to beep it out. No, you don't. Oh, it's, oh, it's, a, oh. it's a shih tzu. 
I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> Very inappropriate. <laughs> I've got a dump button, but I just didn't yeah, work. Let that go. Um, and LeBron James has become the first NBA player to surpass 39,000 career points at the LA Lake as the LA Lakers ran out. 131 to 99 winners over the Utah Jazz. Do you want a statistic when it comes to that? Yes, please. Okay, so LeBron James became the only player ever with 39,000 points, which means he's now the youngest slash oldest to 39,000. LeBron James was also the youngest player to get to 38, 37, 35, 34, 33, 32, 31, 30, 29, 28, 27, 26, 25, 24, 23, 22, 21, right down to 1,000. The youngest player to achieve those points. Not a bad statistic. Mm. But it does, like if, you get, if you're the youngest to get to 1,000, mm. it probably gives you a head start to be the 2,000 to all the way through. But well, you, the, you've got to be super consistent. The though, trajectory for a 38 turning 39-year-old is not bad. I have a fun fact about LeBron James a little bit later on. Let's talk about uh, Leo Messi because there's a fair bit going on when it comes to the world game at the moment. International break. We saw the Socceroos yesterday get that 1-0 victory over Palestine, but a bit of drama in Argentina. Well, what he's done is accused the Brazilian police of brutality as the start of their World Cup qualifier against Brazil was delayed by half an hour after clashes between police and visiting fans at uh, Maracana Stadium. So Brazilian and Argentine fans started fighting behind one of the goals during the national anthems on Tuesday, prompting police to charge at the travelling contingent with nightsticks drawn. Argentina fans responded by ripping up and throwing seats at the officers as spectators panicked and came onto the pitch to escape the fighting. That is, uh, it's a disaster really, isn't it? Yep. I hate seeing that. Not good for Leo Messi. And the, the Argentinian fans are the, the most passionate. It was it was interesting. I got up this morning and I've got the team sheet at home from the World Cup and sporting on this day yesterday. So effectively today was when Australia played their first game in the World Cup last year against France. How quickly does time go? It does. It, well, actually, no, it doesn't. It goes the same. My word. <laughs> This is, I've got two hours of this for the rest of the day. And can we finish off with, uh, with Australian keeper Alex Carey saying the World Cup triumph was a weird experience for him after being dropped, but should have no bearing on what happens to his test spot. Carey said he wanted to return to Sheffield Shield cricket for South Australia next Tuesday, only six days after landing, following more than two months on tour. So Do you want to hear from Alex Carey? Yes, please. Here he is. Yeah, yep. Um... I don't feel like one day and test cricket probably overlay, so uh, we'll wait and see when test selection comes out. But um, yeah, looking forward to, to getting out there Tuesday and having a hit with the red ball with the Redbacks um, and then see what happens. So he gets to come back and play uh, in South Australia, which is wonderful, but he also uh, would be thinking in the back of his mind whether he's going to play for Australia again in the one-day international uh, arena. This is his thoughts on not playing the full tournament. Yeah, it was. It was um, obviously would love to have been out there and a part of the 11, but um, to experience you know, a winning World Cup, um, like I said, although I'd love to be a part of the 11, it was still a really special... Oh, what was it? Two months away with a with a group that's had an amazing year. Um, as we look back, we've won a World Test Championship, retained the Ashes, and now won the World Cup. Um, yeah, it's been pretty special. 
pretty special been, indeed, isn't it? Would have yeah. been a unique feeling, though. I mean, uh, I looked at the photo of some of those players who weren't playing, like Sean Abbott and Cam Green and Alex Carey in that final. They're there receiving their medals and stuff, and the age-old question, should they get a medal and stuff? But it's a different feeling than hitting the winning runs mm. or being part of that the, the 11 that takes to well, the field. and you, know, you, you see it every year in the, at the AFL Grand Final, which is, you know, the one I watch closely. John mm. Noble, after the game, yeah. you know, was devastated. We saw um, Taylor Adams miss out through injury as well. And, you know, often a lot of tears for those players. So, and <clears throat> Taylor Adams ended up sort of moving on and going to another club. But you know, the funny thing the about reason. cricket and the difference between that and football is we heard it in the news. So only a handful of Australian players made it back to our shores yesterday when they landed in Melbourne because the rest is staying on board to play a series mm. against India. T20. So they have not even a week between winning a World Cup to playing again against the same team with a couple of different players. That, for me, is an indicator that there's almost too much mm. cricket. Yeah. Now, we would probably be having a different conversation if Australia didn't progress through to the finals, so they'd have more time off. But to go from one to the other, it is so non-stop where do they have time to stop and reflect? Will, do we think, because Australia's been celebrating the fact that they've won the one-day international, that they'll lose the first couple of 2020s? Mm. Well, I know, remember last year, Glenn, or not last year, a couple of years ago, Glenn Maxwell got into a little bit of hot water with a few people because he basically said, I think Australia got knocked out might have been in the first knockout game. And he said, oh, well, we'll move on to the next tournament. You know, we can't dwell on it. We'll just keep moving yeah. on. And and that's what it's like. You, you, it's It sounds blasé, but you can quickly just put that behind you and say, well, we've got something else to focus on now. We, we're just going to get on with it. So it, it is a little more difficult after you've won. And I, I did see Mitch Marsh, uh, tongue-in-cheek, said that if Travis Head played in the first T20, it would be one of the, the – great miracles of uh, of life because clearly he's been celebrating. You just recently. need to have a look at his social media. <laughs> celebrating and reasonably well. Yeah, having a lot of fun. Um, uh, so we're heading to some AFL news. It was interesting yesterday to hear Hamish, Hamish Ogilvie talk about Dan Curtin, the rod, and how everything happened in regards to them getting that pick, but also how highly he is regarded. He'd pretty much always been a top five player for us. Mm. We uh, Since that game grand final day, the 17-year-old, uh, game on grand final day where we thought he was best on the ground. I mean, we'd known about him since he was 15. I went back and checked all the reports and the first contact today and, you know, the work that goes into a player and one you probably don't expect to get in. As your team improves, you probably think, oh, these guys are going to be out of our range, you know, like a Nick Watson who I love. You probably know you're never really going to be in a position to get those players. But then when one comes up with live trading and future trading and trading on the night, um, you need to have done the work. So the guys did a power work over three years on Dan. So we, we thought he was always a top five player in probably any draft. Yeah, there you go. And <clears throat> not too many people have disputed that really. Like um heard, heard Dwayne Russell talking on his show yesterday saying that he thought that North Melbourne should have uh, taken him and maybe sort of traded out their pick mm. three and just slotted back a couple of spots and, and taken him. But anyway, time will tell. Um, it's going to be interesting because he's one of the big things about Dan Curtin is he's got great versatility, uh, played back in that game that Hamish talked about, but he's also started off as an under-16 in the forward line, and even people have talked about him playing midfield. I'm not sure he'll do that. But anyway, um, that was what Hamish was asked, where he thinks he'll play. Dan, yeah, it's, there's not many 197s that play midfield, so I think he probably starts back, but yep. he was a really good forward as a kid too so 
he might become a swing man and who knows, midfield might be part of that swing. But uh, I think he'll settle down back and we've probably got a need for a bit of help there at the moment as well. So there you go. I, I think that's the logical spot in terms of um, Adelaide have a need. He's played a bit of footy there. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he'll he'll do his craft with all the defenders. It's interesting though. Like I think, have we heard every player? Um, oh, he's played midfield, and this guy here is 195. Yeah. He played midfield. I read a bit closer. There was one player that was mentioned. They played midfield, and when you read into it, he played midfield in an internal trial match between the you know the Eastern Rangers or someone. Like it does get thrown around a little bit. And the reality is, what will happen with Dan Curtin is he'll go to training, pre-season training, and when they split up and they do their craft sessions, he'll be with the defenders working on that all the defensive craft to get him up to AFL standards so he can play in defence. Mm. And what happens, you do that for a couple of years to become a great defender. All of a sudden, you've done no midfield work, and people say, oh, why don't you try him in the midfield? Well, he's just done no midfield craft to be able to do that. And unless you've played a stack of footy as a junior in the midfield, <clears throat> excuse me, it's, it's hard just to flick a switch and then go and play on uh, Bontempelli or... Crips or any of these super midfielders. So it's it does seem like a nice thought that a 197 player could play midfield, but it's the realities are I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to give you time to clear throat because the gas leak in the studio is obviously having a major impact on you. So let's have a listen to Hamish Ogilvie talking about the SA talent and the lack of it in this year's draft. I think the NGA part, I think we need to do some more work on as an industry. And, I, and we... Kane, as you know better than anyone, I don't think we can drop the ball in South Australia because the Northern yeah. States are coming and they're coming hard. And we us and Port, and we we both agree to help and we try and help wherever we can. We need to work with the South Australian talent pathway to, to get some more players. So we've got uh, plenty of players in our home state to look at. And because um, I know Kane, I, I know Heath Uni and Tony Bamford are doing some more work and trying to get the players in on a more permanent basis. And they're going to do a full pre-season this year. So. Um, we can't drop the ball in that area. We are going to talk about a South Australian who wasn't drafted yesterday or over the past couple of days um, in Elephant in the Room, and we are here. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale, which is on now, Mark Bickley, at 14 minutes to 7. I reckon we should do Captain's Call next. Please do. It's a little bit edgy. It's a little bit different. And, of course, um, if you have any suggestions for it, 0427 because you're not allowed to sit on the fence. I'm going to give you a couple of options. You have to pick them. Got to make a decision. You're going to do it next. Um, Please get involved in the show. Thanks to more Team Care for Family Cars at Port Adelaide. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. Nine minutes to seven. Good morning to you. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. You can rush in there for the Christmas fragrance sale, which is on now. Bix, I went into Chemist Warehouse yesterday, loaded up. There's so much good stuff there. Um, moisturizer for my bald head. Yes. Beautiful. Need plenty of that. Uh, got some deodorant. Um, managed to get, I'm a big hydrolite guy. I like to have a hydrolite before going to bed. So I feel hydrated. Three pack at the moment. <sighs> New flavors too. There's a peach flavor of hydrolite. Peach. Got some Barocca because you steal all of mine. No, no I don't steal your Barocca. I, I posed a question to you about Barocca. When you have the... There's a couple of different flavors. There's a, there's a purple flavor, like a grape. Yeah. And there's a, a like a, a flavor that's sort of yellowish or you know, greeny yellow. Mm-hmm. When you have the greeny yellow Barocca, it makes your wee 
really greeny yellow, but when you have the purple one, it doesn't go purple. I'm just wondering why. You got an answer to that at all? Oh, what? unbelievable. No, I have a question. <laughs> What's wrong with you? What? Well, it's just, it's, it's, you, you've talked about urine. Mm. You've dropped your guts three times <laughs> in the studio <laughs> this morning. Captain's <laughs> Call on SENSA Breakfast. All good captains yes. suggest that the team members play their role. Mm. When we agreed to do this show together, yep. your role, cool, calm, collected, measured, leader, mm-hmm. the expert, mm. the captain, my yep. role, the fanboy, <laughs> the nuffy, the immature kid. If I feel like we swap roles today. It's rubbing off on me, I think. I'm all for it. <laughs> I like it. You're a bit loose this morning, so let's see how you go with Captain's Call today because um, I'm going to throw a couple of things at you. All you need to do is offer a selection and your thoughts. Okay. There's some sports ones and there's some non-sports ones. Ready to go? Yes, please. Uh, Okay. Today is the 100th birthday of radio. In 1923, a station called 2BL made its first ever broadcast. What's your favourite thing about being on the radio, Vix? Favourite thing about being on the radio? I think the, it, the, it's it's currency. Like something can happen even whilst we're on air mm. and then instantly we're talking about it and then someone will ring up or someone will text. And, yeah, it's it's that sort of in-the-moment type stuff. So that's that's what I like. And, and there's been you – know, having done this for a long time, there's been moments when big things have happened. Um, I, I still remember, and it, sim- it was a similar time, was around the draft. The draft was on the Gold Coast, and it was when Philip Hughes got uh, struck, um, and and we the news started to filter through about how serious that was. And you just you just couldn't believe it, and everyone was just in, in that state of shock. But it was just the immediacy of being on air and getting people's thoughts and hearing about it and just being, yeah. So that type of stuff is what makes it appealing to me. 27th of November. 2014. Wow. Can you believe how long ago that was? Yeah, it so just feels four, like yesterday. Yeah, so four days from now, yeah. Um, if you were traveling with your family mm-hmm. and the airline offered to upgrade you to first class, but not your family, what do you do? I'd send my wife. Oh. No, serious. Because, uh, look, I've, I'm not a romantic guy. Well done, mate. I'm not, what a guy! I'm not a romantic bloke, and and I, you know, the whole proposal thing wasn't great, and I just I sort of fall short in that department. So I need I need to sort of lift my game in that area. So if that sort of need arose or or that sort of opportunity arose, I think I'd do that because I've got no problem sitting down the back of the plane. I've never sat at the front. Did so. you text Tori just then say, "Hey, listen to this. I'm going to give you a shout out, lover." Quick, Wait a sec, quick, can we, how do, can we replay it? Would you rather be drafted number one or number two? Um, I don't think it would matter. I don't think it matters. Mate, you have to pick one. This is the whole premise okay. of this well, thing. I'd rather be drafted number one. Thank you. Would you rather spend a night with Barack Obama where he tells you everything about the US presidency and all of the secrets mm. or receive $100,000 cash? Mm. It's a tough one, isn't mm. it? I love Barack Obama. I think he's. Um, I planted this seed a few days ago. Mm. I, I I think if I was truly honest, I think I'd take the cash. 
Of course you would. Um, <laughs> should the draft be one or two nights? Two. Do you find it weird that Airbnbs don't serve your breakfast? Mm. No. Who would you rather be this weekend, Adelaide or North Melbourne? Uh, Adelaide. Indiana Jones has been in the news as you dress like him on Monday night at the draft. Um, <laughs> Minus the hat. Did you ever think he had a really impressive travel budget for someone on a teacher's wage? Yeah, it's a good point. I didn't ever think that, but now that you've mentioned it, it does seem a little bit unrealistic. Would you rather be the Crows draftees or the Port draftees? Um, would I rather be the Crows? Dra- oh, Crows. Mm-hmm. Um. I agree with you, by the way, as well, because I think they're more of a chance of playing sooner. Mm, oh, look, they're both in really good shape, but I just feel like there's a little bit of, there's a whole group that feel like they're about to go through together. And mm-hmm. I think the draftees this year can just jump on the back of that, I reckon. Did you ever think that diabetic fathers are otherwise known as sugar daddies? <laughs> no. The Adelaide Strikers women are playing their stadium series at Adelaide Over. What crowd is a pass mark? Uh, what well, crowd is a pass mark? I would think 5,000. Uh, would you rather sing along or dance to your favourite song every time you heard it? Sing along. The Velo Adelaide 500 is in town. Robbie Williams is here. If he was to put on one of our team's playing shirts, which one would get the best reception? He did this with an Aussie cricket one with Shane Warne on the back overnight. Yeah. Um, if he was to put on our, oh, he's not an Aussie cricket shirt. Wouldn't that sort of be relevant here? One of our teams. One of our teams. Or what? Is the Australian cricket shirt a Melbourne team? Mark, I don't want to argue with you. (laughs) Um, oh, Adelaide. You don't think they'll get booze? Nope. Okay. The cheers will drown them out. Speaking of concerts. Are Coldplay and the Perth government a bit dodgy for announcing the East Coast gigs during their concert? Mm, mm. I, um, if you had paid an arm and a leg to fly to Perth and to get tickets and all of that, and then you find out that they're going to be in Melbourne next year, mm-hmm. or you know who knows, they might be in Adelaide next year, you'd be a little bit flat. But I will give them some kudos because the flights that were cancelled and people missed the concert, they're going to give free tickets to those people. So yeah, that's good. I like the fact that they're thinking about their fans. Would you rather have a pause button or a rewind button in your life? Um, rewind. Uh, okay. And just finally, um, the warmer weather is on the way, apart from a bit of rain. Um, would you rather eat a mandarin or a mango? <laughs> a mandarin? Probably a mango. <laughs> Captain's Call on SENSA Breakfast. I'm a big mango guy, but... Oh, I was but, a bit worried where that was going. <laughs> no, no, mandarins are really inconsistent because sometimes they're a bit seedy. Mangoes are beautiful. Mm, I've got a mandarin tree at home, actually. Cool. Um, bring them in. Yeah, actually, the, the, mandarins are a bit like peaches. They sort of, they're very... Uh, uh, you know, abundant in sort of a period for about a month and a half. Then so you, you won't bring him then in. Then you don't see him for a while. So not many Hello, other darkness, my old friend. Uh, as we head to the news, our number is one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Call us right now if you want to win the golf box prize pack, including an Odyssey cap, 
uh, to a towel. We've got some golf balls as well. The Golf Box Prize, Golf Box Australia, greatest superstore, best brands, and the biggest range, golfbox.com.au. Yes, give us a call. You've got to go on air. Give us your thoughts, what you're thinking about. What about this text here? You asked me what my favourite thing in radio is. Daniel says, Bix's favourite thing on radio is getting paid a similar amount to Kyle and Jackie O. Well, they're on $20 million a year. Um, yeah. I'm not sure I would... Uh, that's that's half of what Bix exactly. is on. I wouldn't get out of bed for that. <laughs> we'll take your calls next. <laughs> Terrain Tyres. Lawn team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow. That's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! And a very good morning to you on this Thursday, the 23rd of November. We are going for 28 degrees today with uh, possible showers. Still plenty more to come on the show as well. Port Adelaide's new recruit, Will Lorenz, will speak to just before 8 o'clock this morning. Will Davidson, who's getting ready to race in the Velo Adelaide 500 and do a hot lap with Mark Bickley. Uh, we also have our Bricky Brownlow today, Bick. So that's happening at about 8.15, where we'll play the best in... A lot of worst parts of the week. Mm. Con and Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre, the best in SA Brighton Road. Went to visit them on Monday. Went to go and say hello to Con and Lena. Very busy at the moment, but they're having a bit of them time over Christmas. Going to get a couple's massage, which would be very nice for them both. Very good. Have you had a, ever had a couple's massage? With someone? Well, that's sort of that's what the name suggests, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, you? No, I don't think I have. Should we do one? No, no, I don't think that's how it works. What about if you and I, uh, to finish off the year, we had a couple's massage next week? And a facial, maybe a, a manicure? I'm in. I reckon, <laughs> Maybe yeah, a haircut? They need some some gap filler for your face, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> a, bit of, a bit of poly filler. <laughs> We've got a couple of texts coming in, 0427-154-166. Yeah, let's talk about the Gold Coast. This uh, is from Simon, says, boys, a lot of discussion and People complaining about the Gold Coast Suns picking up four academy players uh, and what Simon is saying. Actually, they spent the last 12 months organising this, trading up, getting points to be able to sort of manufacture getting all four players in the first round. It, it, it's a good point because there are a lot of people bleating about it and saying, how can they possibly do that? It's compromised the draft. You don't have to go back too far because most of the people that are complaining are from Melbourne. Uh, even West Coast were a bit flat, but you don't have to go back too far. This is you know, in the last century, you know, going back to 2000. Here's the priority picks that other clubs got. Um, let's start with the 2001 draft. Luke Hodge, so Hawthorne. Mm -hmm. Luke Ball went to St Kilda and Chris Judd went to West Coast. So they all sort of turned out to be premiership players and great players for their clubs. You had father-sons that have gone to Collingwood, a number of them. You've had uh, Geelong sort of benefited greatly from the father-sons. You go forward a bit further. Adam Cooney was a priority selection uh, at Western Bulldogs, Carlton got Andrew Walker, Melbourne got uh, Colin Sylvia. So all, a lot of Melbourne clubs have all benefited from different priority picks. picks. Brett Delidio went to Richmond. This is in the 2004. Jared Roughhead, Ryan Griffin. So the whole range of Melbourne clubs have benefited greatly from those priority picks. I thought they were good people. You didn't have to disparage them like that. Pri <laughs> So this is cyclical uh, and or, or cyclical, whichever way you want to go about yeah. it. Um, and do you want me to take over? Yeah, go. Yeah, okay. I'm um, another text message coming through on zero four two seven one five four one double six. Um, Dracos 
talk of fighting, an American band were playing on stage in Melbourne. Two of the band members started punching on halfway through. And I saw this. There's a band called the Brian Jonestown Massacre. And they played in Melbourne where literally at the forum, two of the band members just started punching on. The curtain draped in front of them and then the, the gig finished. Gee, just Gee whiz. In fighting, it happens in sporting teams. It happens in music, and and that was on the back of the Argentina. Uh, who was the, the Brazil? In Brazil, yeah, yeah it's the, crazy. The spectators going at it uh, right now. It is six minutes past seven. <coughs> Jeepers! Okay, well, I guess we better get into this. Elephant in the room on SENSA breakfast. Okay, so Bix, elephant in the room is where we discuss the topics that need to be discussed and some po- sometimes people dance around the edges and I'm just going to be really direct when I throw a few things at you because right. we need to hear your honest assessment and opinion. Um, waking up to the news this morning after the rookie draft yesterday, there's a fair bit of shock in South Australia if you are led to believe the mainstream media, which we are a part of, of course, Under-18 state captain Will Patton was overlooked in the draft. What happens now and why did this happen? Okay. Now, I just want to preface this by saying I haven't followed the the, sort of the path of a lot of these younger players. So I've seen little bits and pieces, little snippets. So when I'm talking, I'm not talking specifically about Will Patton. I'll talk in a more general sense about why sometimes – players that perform really well and make the All-Australian team like Will did, why they sometimes don't or aren't selected by teams. So I haven't seen enough of Will to give any type of uh, informed decision here. So what can happen, though, is, um, you know, Will plays in defence. Sometimes if Will might be a key defender or key defenders might be 193 centimetres and playing in those key positions. And at under 18 level, if you are a a fully developed or a bigger body, you might be able to play really well at that level. But AFL clubs might look at you and say, I'm not sure you are going to be big enough or strong enough or have the attributes to be a key defender at AFL level. So then the next thing is, could that player then become that sort of third drop-off marking intercept player? Could that player be a rebounding running defender? So if that player doesn't have some of those attributes, then they sort of say, well, he's a little bit limited. And I don't think the attributes that have served him well at under-18s level are going to move him forward at AFL level. So similar case to um, an Adam DeLoyer who played for South Australia and was a great player, and he still is a great player. But he was a bigger body mid, but but wasn't a a huge, you know, in terms of height, uh, wasn't quite... Um, didn't maybe have the speed or the, you know, the class delivery that some other players had. So even though he performed really strongly at, at, at the underage level, people thought that he might be limited when you go into AFL level. So the, the challenge now is, is that's not a, that's not a, uh, something where your, your cards are marked forever. Yeah. You now have to go and... Well, there's a mid-season draft. Well, but you go and play at the Sanford level and you show them. I'll go play against men mm. and I'll, I'll take the feedback of what I need to improve upon. And if I'm not going to be big enough and you want me to become an intercepting player, well, that's what I'll do. And I'll work on that craft and I'll transform myself to show you that I've got those attributes. And all those players generally that have been in that those elite programs, they have a growth mindset. So... Yes, they'll be really disappointed today. I feel for him more than anyone, though, because when you're the captain of the state team, there's almost an expectation that you're going to be drafted. Now, that might be externally, but internally, 
surely you would have some expectation. Of course you I'm would. a real chance here. Of course you are. So and then who counsels him, Bix? Would, the, would he have spoken to a couple of clubs that may, you would hope, give him the feedback I, to I, go, this is what you need to well, do? Yeah, I heard Brennan Phillips talking about it, and, and he's going to get some feedback from the clubs okay, sort of getting, asking why, then he'll feed that back. But this isn't a new thing. Like, for example, Caleb Daniel had an unbelievable uh, national championships, but everyone said too small. So he ended up going in the 40s when he should have been a first-round pick. Yep. Uh, Jack Graham was another one. Jack Graham was the Lark medalist, which is the best-performed player at the national championships. But everyone said, you know what? He's only six foot. He's a he's already grown. You know, he's, he's pushing people out of the way. He won't translate. Well, guess what? He has translated, and he's a premiership player for Richmond. Okay. So you can be proven wrong. Next one, Andrew Dillon has been challenged to reveal his salary as the new AFL CEO. We got a text in about that as well. Does it really matter? Do we need to know what they're earning? I, I don't mind the fact they say, look, there's eight executives. This is what their total wage is. I'm not sure we need to know the absolute dollar. You know, I, I don't disclose my wage. I don't ask people that. I who, think you should. Who are my friends? Uh, how much do you earn? Um, so, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, just finally, a uh, controversial one, and this is what Elephant in the Room is all about. So, the Velo Adelaide 500 on this weekend, um, is the after-race concert a bigger draw card than the actual race? Than the actual race. I mean, would crowd numbers be impacted if Robbie Williams wasn't performing? Absolutely, they will be. Now, I think they they now go hand in hand. Like the, mm. the Killers last year. Was it last year? Yes. Yeah. We went to that and it was awesome. Killers are great. And that's part of the reason we love going because you, you get this sort of, it's just great value. Like think about Rob Robbie Williams concert. You know, we, we bought tickets straight after the race last year. Um, and I think we paid $89 for two tickets. That's incredible mm. that so you, you paid for something. Well, no, we, we, we go every year to the Velo and, um, and so we, we thought, you know what, we'll just jump in and get it now because um, I think they'd just announced that Robbie was going to do it. Yeah. So that's, it's great value. You get the whole day, then you get a concert on the back of it. It's, uh, it's awesome. But I know, I, you know, in my family, I've got three older daughters, not interested in car racing, but love Robbie Williams. They're going for, the, they're going for him. That's yep. all. So it, it does certainly pump up the numbers. Thank you, Mark Bickley. Thanks to Tire Power, up to $200 off uh, Michelin Pilot Sports. Uh, next, we want to find your nomination for what has been ace this week or what's ace to, uh, today. Thanks to Ace at Transport Solutions. Don't just send it, ace it. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 18 minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. Good morning to you. Text of the day will get that Signet Boost Power Bank. We'll keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24 7. And, of course, a huge shout-out to Chemist Warehouse. Rush into Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale, which is on right now. We could do with the Christmas fragrance in here, Mark Bickley, because yeah. something occurred earlier this morning in Studio Lumo. If you're listening on the app, you can see the cameras. There's just a, a look of disgust. and um, It was definitely something in the air conditioning system. We need one of those. Um, my wife, Tori, went to Chemist Warehouse and bought a Christmas candle with the sort of like a – Sort of Would pine. it set off a fire alarm in here? Because I love scented candles. Mm, I reckon we'd be okay. Or just even a little diffuser. But I feel like if we leave personal belongings in here, they won't be in here for very long. Why not? I don't know. Just might go missing. 
maybe sort of that sort of stuff happens in offices. It always happens in offices. Let's find out what your nomination is for what's been ace today. What's ace this week? Ace at Transport Solutions has South Australia covered. Don't just send it, ace it. What do you got, Bix? Well, I'm I'm sort of not generally one to sort of heap praise on the ICC, but they've just introduced a new rule in regards to cricket, the shorter forms of the game, the T20 and the uh, the 50 over form, where they're going to have a shot clock. And so from the end of one over, the shot clock starts. You've got 60 seconds Mm. to be ready to bowl the ball for the next over. I like it. Now, what is going to happen is uh, if – you don't get there and you, you aren't ready to bowl within 60 seconds, you'll get two warnings. And on the third time, you give away five runs. So you would think people will be very aware of that and yep. the game will keep moving. And as spectators, less downtime, more cricket, more hits. Because what they've done before, they've tried finding the team, didn't work. They've tried finding the captain. They've tried suspending the captain. They've tried taking uh, you know points off of your world standings and all those things, and it hasn't seemed to work. Maybe the immediacy of five runs going on the scoreboard will make a difference. Mm -hmm. Uh, My nomination is for LeBron James, but for a different reason. You're obsessed with LeBron James. Absolutely. Mm. Um, So 39 years old in December, ticked over 39,000 points yesterday, and... He had a bizarre realization after the Lakers played against the Utah Jazz. So the Utah Jazz are coached by a man by the name of Will Hardy. Now, Will Hardy is 35 years of age. So LeBron James is four years older than the coach of the Utah Jazz. And he only realized that after the match. We're being older than the uh, head coach. I'm older than who? The Utah head coach. I'm older than the head coach. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to try. My goodness. Next no, my Next goodness. <laughs> it don't even matter. It don't even matter. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, one, right? that's, that's a good one. Yeah, you got me on that. I thought I dropped that in. I'm going now. That's crazy. I usually can't get you like that's, that. That's incredible that's because at the start of the season in Summer League, he had one of the players who was playing against saying, hey, just to let you know, you played against my dad. Mm. So, so. Just on LeBron, how long can he keep going? Well, I think he's going to stay until his son plays Bronny, which is potentially next season. Um, The thing about it, though, I think it's more than basketball. So if you recruit LeBron James, you're recruiting the package as opposed to the basketballer. Mm. He's still putting up great numbers, but I think they want to create history and play together. I don't know if I'd want my dad playing in the same team as me, though. Yeah, it's a bit awkward after the game, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> you want to go out and have a drink or something? Yeah, or if hang he didn't the, pass you the ball. Hang with the boys, yeah. Yeah, it would be pretty special. Um, I think he can still keep going for at least another season. Interesting, like the, the the really big star players don't tend to go into coaching in the United States. No, a lot of them go into the front office and the management mm, side of things. Ownership, yeah, if you're big enough. Definitely, yeah. and it looks like Las Vegas is a is a really big thing that could be happening. I saw the owner of the um, the Vegas Golden Knights is actually the, the new owner of the Auckland A-League team, which really? is incredible. <laughs> yes. It's 22 minutes past seven on SENSA. If you want to get involved in the show, 0427 
Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. 27 minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. Our Bricky Brownlow in less than 60 minutes now, thanks to Connor Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre. The best in SA. Uh, coming up on the show, uh, we are going to be in a few moments time speaking to Port Adelaide new recruit Will Lorenz and also uh, Will Davison who is taking part in the Velo Adelaide 500 and taking Mark Bickley in a hot lap. Our text line 0427154166 Bix. Yes this is Darren from Craigmore says good morning guys do you think Travis Head will play in the first 2020 coming up and do you think he will be able to take the World Cup trophy with him whilst fielding and batting now um, his celebrations mm. are uh, apparently rather legendary at the minute so I would suggest that he won't play. I'd suggest that he won't take the trophy out fielding or batting. He I have may, seen stranger play. things though, and he, look, like, uh, if he doesn't play, is that is that a bit of a slight um, on? You know, he's a professional. Yes, but also, Biggs. How I need to be very careful how I ask this question. Mm. How much preparation do you really need to do for a T twenty? Oh well, they're all they've all been playing for the last two months. Yeah. And so that there, all I'm saying though, he's surely he plays. Is, we're saying what, he's too hungover to play because he's celebrated too hard? No, but they might want to rest him for the first one. And you have a look at the squad maybe, that, that's maybe. part of it. There's some there's some big name players that were part of the World Cup squad that didn't get a look in that they might go, you know what, we'll, uh, we'll see how we go in the first one. And Trav can hydrate alongside um, <laughs> Adam Zampa. And then when they're done, they're... They're holding everybody yeah. accountable as well on their social media for people who said they were no chance of winning. Yeah, I know Michael Clark got a bit of a whack, didn't he, from Jeepers. Adam Zampa? But, you know, in the end, the the size of the World Cup and the stature that that has compared to this T20 tournament probably makes no difference if he plays or not. After the news, we have a nomination for who needs to pull their socks up, and it's going to shock the uh, AFL draftees because it's one of them, a South Australian, straight after this on SEN. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. 27 to 8 on SENSA Breakfast in about 10 minutes. Port Adelaide's latest draftee, Will Lorenz, will join us. If you uh, want us to ask any questions on your behalf, Send him in via text, 0427-154-166. We are going to talk about um, the KFC Supercoach for BBL. In a moment, Mark Bickley, and also your nomination of who needs to pull up their socks, all-day comfort, all-day socks by Underworks. But right now, one 736 736 all the way in Port Augusta. Morning, John. Yeah, morning, fellas. Hey, Dick, who was, um, I assume, I don't know, but I... I assume Malcolm Bright would have been the best coach you would have played under. Yes, you would have Hadn't assumed correctly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Just thought I'd grab at that one. Yep. Who arguably, without being too controversial, is, is, your, is, is your second favourite, if you like. And because um, I've, I've told you a couple times, I've read your book mm-hmm. and um, you don't bag anyone. So. <laughs> That's hey, John, why don't you yeah. ask him who the worst coach you played under was? <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'll, 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 I had four coaches, so I played under Graham Corns, yeah. Robert Shaw, Malcolm, Malcolm Blight, and Gary Ayres. So probably for me, um, because I was sort of young when I started, so probably Graham yeah. Corns had the most 
sort of influence because you're more impressionable when you're younger and you're coming in yeah. you're trying to get a game. So he probably fits that. And, and, he, and he sounds quite a legend and all, right? So, mm, yeah, that's it. Hey, um, Johnny, did you catch up with Kane McAuliffe getting drafted to... I did. Mm. Actually, just on that, that's great news because, I mean, you did the SGL proud for years as being one of the few that came from here that, that really made it in the VFL AFL. AFL. And um, getting a few now, young Connor Rosie trained them and mm. I've young Kane McCall as well too. So, that's good there, Jill. It's bloody great. Yeah. So. Hey, good to talk to you, John. Take Thanks, care. John. Also, thank you very much, uh, Mark Bickley, for um, making the point that you were young when you started. Yeah, well, exactly. Good. Well, some people, Ian Callanan wasn't young when he started. Mm. Um, just John is from Port Augusta uh, and he's a regular ringer, uh, caller. And um, Kane McAuliffe's dad, or Kane was from Port Augusta, and his dad played a bit of a legend up there in Port Augusta, and Connor Rosie's dad the same. So just talking about there, some of the young talent from the Iron Triangle area coming in, up to Adelaide and doing well in the AFL. The BBL starts in a few weeks, Mark Bickley, looking forward to the squad that the Adelaide Strikers have put together. KFC Supercoach BBL, you can play your way at supercoach.com.au. It's Australia's best fantasy cricket game. Let's focus on the Adelaide Strikers quickly because they've got a, a couple of new faces, but also they have the reigning most valuable player of the KFC BBL as well in Matt Short, who's causing a bit of controversy when it comes to selection. Can I just give people some advice here? He may seem very expensive, but he is worth every cent. He's the leading run scorer in the uh, the BBL last year. So just stump up the cash, get him in your team, and you won't regret it. And the other one, hard to have a team without Rashid Khan, particularly at the start, I would have thought. I think it's going to be interesting to see Chris Lynn and Darcy Short because where they end up in the batting, whether uh, Chris Lynn will come in at number three if Short opens with Short, so it's the Short openers. Um I'm not sure, but I reckon um, Darcy has not necessarily been out of favour, but he hasn't been that run-scoring machine like he has been traditionally. So he could be a really good option as well. So um, if you do want to get involved, we know that Glenn Maxwell is back for the Stars. Only costs $118,000, which is incredible. You have a look at what he did over the past couple of weeks. Very good value, that would seem. Um, If you are keen, supercoach.com.au. At least do something! Pull up your socks on SENSA Breakfast. We love doing this, Mark Bickley. We're all full of positivity. Some people accuse us of being too positive, and that's okay. But there's a moment now where we can make a suggestion of who needs to pull up their socks for all-day comfort, everyday quality, everyday style. It has to be... All-day socks by Underworks, the perfect Christmas present. Who's your nomination? Well, let's start off by creating some context here. When uh, Daniel Curtin was the uh, first draft pick for the Adelaide Football Club, we thought we would sort of nominate, or actually not us, that someone sent us a text message, one of our listeners, and said he should be, his nickname is, a, is an easy one. He's got to be called Rod. Yeah, there were uh, a couple of other suggestions well, someone, from Urban Dictionary that we can't read out. No, and, and you, I think you might have called him Drapes as well. I did. Yeah, um, yeah. Liam Fawcett was a young South Australian boy, Central Districts and Trinity College. He was uh, drafted by Richmond, pick 43, and he was asked what his nickname was. Look, I've got a few nicknames. I've got um, Buckets. I've got Tap. I've I've got another one I don't know if I can say, but um, the boys call me at at Central's. Um, So, yeah, I've I've a few. I've the Force. 
Um, yeah, I've got a fair few. I think that both Liam and his mates can do a little bit better than that, than bucket and tap, surely. That's a little bit obvious. I was thinking you'd have to go with Farrah, wouldn't you? Farrah Fawcett's good, but I don't think they would know who Farrah is. Well, that's the whole point. So you go back and research it, yeah, right? Yeah, a bit of research. So it's one of the, the older players at Tigerland might be able to say, now, listen, we're going to call you Farrah. <laughs> um, ask your parents' parents, and they'll be able to let you know. What about Flo? Flo? Not too bad. Or the valve? The valve is very good. Um, Jedi? The, See, the, Jedi quite May the could, Fawcett be with you? Yeah, Jedi could be very good. What about Stopcock? I did the uh, the meaning of Pardon? Uh, the meaning of faucet, and it's got a whole lot of synonyms here, uh, and valve and stopcock and uh, stop saying it spigot. All those things come up. So yeah, just trying to do a bit of research here. Yeah, maybe stopcock is the one he wasn't allowed to say on radio, <laughs> and you just said it. Maybe if you're a plumber and you got a nickname for Liam Fawcett, you can ring up and tell us. But anyway, there's a few ideas. I just thought. Bucket and tap. You could do better than that, Richmond Footy Club. So come on, give the young man a, a nickname. one 736 736 Speaking of draftees, in a moment, we're going to speak to Will Lorenz, who was one of the four players who are making their way to Port Adelaide. Uh, it is the 100th birthday of radio today. And we played this um, about quarter past six this morning. Mm. And I think it's worth playing it again. Yeah, please do. I, I loved it. I don't think you appreciated well, it as much. Yeah, look, you said it was one of the greatest bits of radio ever. Oh, look, I maybe had it in the top 500. But <laughs> you be the judge. Play it again. Let our listeners okay, judge. so I'm going to take you back to 2006. The talkback host over in Sydney at 2SM, his name is Graham Gilbert. He uh, was kind of your hard-hitting Almost, you'd almost say he's your Leon Biner of Sydney, okay? okay? So he, he tried to mix it up a little bit and focus on entertainment with trivia, and it all turned to stopcock. C9, g'day Rodney. G'day Graham, how are you going? Not too bad, mate. You keeping well? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Here we go. Question one. Which Australian gymnast won Commonwealth Games gold in 1990 and again in 1994 for his performance on the pommel horse? Oh, it's a tough one. Which Australian um, gymnast won Commonwealth Games gold in 1990 and again in 94 for his performance on the pommel horse? Okay, I think it's India. Not India, mate. Hello, Lincoln. G'day, mate. How are you? Not too bad. You'll have a sensible answer, won't you? Absolutely, mate. Step in the dark. India. No, I didn't think you were that dumb. <laughs> Hello, Thomas. G'day, Graham. Yeah, mate. Got these bloody idiots calling up again. And, but you'll have the answer. What do you think I it might be? Um, India. Yeah. Thomas. <laughs> It's, be- it's bedtime now. Off you go, okay? Off you go. Thirteen, twelve, sixty-nine. Hello there, Marcus. Yes, good evening. Yes, mate. Have you got an answer for us? India. Yeah, Marcus, grow up. <laughs> Robert, good evening. Hello, Graham. How are yeah, you? Not too bad, mate. Sorry, after all that nonsense, could you put, repeat the question? Yeah, please? the question is, mate, which Australian gymnast won Commonwealth Games gold in 1990 and again in 1994 for his performance on the pommel horse? Hello there, Warren. Yes, hello, Graham. Uh, you might know me. I was on uh, Millionaire this year. You oh, might... yeah, we might know, mate. All, all we need is the answer to this. Which singer oh. sang this year's Commonwealth Games theme, Shine? Well, that, that would be India. 
certainly didn't get on millionaire. <laughs> minutes so um, look hopefully you enjoyed that um, look if you have any text you want to send us 0427 couple flying in already too in regards to our interview with Will Lorenz well that's going to be happening next Tyre Power Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer keeping you safe on the roads tyrepower.com.au Morn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide all your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. 12 minutes to 8 on SENSA Breakfast. Our text of the day wins the Signet Boost Power Bank. It will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24 7. The text line 0427 154 We're having a listen to some nicknames for the Tigers' new recruit, Liam Fawcett. Mark Bickley, a text coming through. A yeah, pretty simple one. Don't. Don't force it. That's actually really good. That's the text of the day. So thank you very much for sending that in. Another one of the draftees who is heading to Alberton with pick number 57. Um, his name is Will Lorenz and he joins us right now. Will, good morning to you and congratulations. Good morning, guys. Appreciate having me. Thank you. Hey, Will, tell us about the yeah, the build-up to the draft, sitting through the first day and a half, and then finally hearing your name. How was that experience for you? Yeah, it was a little bit daunting. Um Obviously, I kind of knew I wasn't going to go on the first night, so that was uh, that wasn't too bad. And then the second night sort of um, dragged on a fair bit, um, but once my name got called, it was just pure emotion. Mm. Tell us about what happened next. Did, you know, in terms of who contacted you from the club and and the sort of whirlwind probably the last thirty six hours has been. Yeah, well, I got a fair few text messages from um, a lot of the players, um, which was really nice. Um, and then I spoke to. Kenny on the phone um, for a couple of minutes, which was pretty cool. Um, and yeah, a few phone calls elsewhere and plenty of text messages from my mates, which was really cool. Now, we need to check, Will, if we're saying your surname right, because Bix and I had a conversation yesterday trying to say uh, Tom and Astosopoulos, and I think we're good with that now. <laughs> now, are we saying Lorenz yeah. right or Lawrence? How are we saying your surname correctly? Because we are sticklers for this. Yeah, it's Lorenz. Oh, perfect. That's an but, easy one yeah, then. So um, you had it right. You've had an opportunity to play against Port Adelaide before. I actually saw you take the field in a muddy Mount Barker during gather round, torrential rain after North Melbourne played against Brisbane, and then you got the chance to play against some currently listed players as well. What was that experience like? Yeah, it was definitely um, an unreal experience. Um, like you said, the conditions were a bit bit of a struggle, um, but just going out there and playing against, I guess, mature age bodies, um, you know, with blokes on my team who, you know, look at them now, genuine, could be genuine stars of the game. Um, and then, like you said, playing against um, AFL listed boys um, on the Port Adelaide side who I'm going to team up with. So, yeah, it was an unbelievable experience and something I'll cherish forever. Um, what do you know about the Port Adelaide Football Club? Um, not a whole lot, but I do know that they are a very you know, strong side. They have been for a long time now. Um, they won 36 premierships in the Santa Fe. So, you know, pretty rich history um, and plenty of young and up-and-coming players. And they've also been pretty good for a few years now. Was pushing there, for a flag. Was there an element of surprise, Will, with being drafted? Can, are you able to shed a light on how many clubs that you, you did speak to in the lead-up to your draft? Yeah, well, I didn't really speak to a whole lot. It was more my manager that was in contact. Um, so I had probably about three or four clubs sort of interested. Um, in the lead-up, I spoke to, like, throughout the year, the Bulldogs four times, which is the most. Um, so once those teams 
sort of went through and I didn't hear my name called um, during draft night. I sort of got a bit, bit stressed out. But I always knew Port, I'd been told that day that Port were, if I fell through, that Port would um, take me. Mm. Well, um, we're glad they did. I, I'm, in, I'm interested. I watched a few of your highlights. You're a left footer. You're a really nice size. You use the ball really well. Has that been your strength, the way you use the footy? And, and um, you know, you look like you, you really back your leg in. There's some really nice kicks inside, you know, to the middle of the ground. Is that something you were comfortable doing? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, that's my, I guess, my one would, my strength is my, my left foot kicking. Um, and I like to use that as much as I can on the ground, I feel like. That's just one way I can you know, open the game up and pick teams apart in a way. And must be exciting as well. You think about, you play a little bit on the outside. I know you have played in the, the midfield, you know, in the centre of the ground, but think about Butters, Rosie, Horn, Francis. Those guys are going to be, you know, really solid players for Port Adelaide for the next five, six, seven years, and you're going to be in there and a part of it, maybe benefiting from some of their hard work. That's a pretty exciting prospect for you. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um um, all three of those boys sent me messages, so um, it's a pretty surreal moment. And yeah, I can't wait to you know crack in and get to work with them and learn, and you know get better off them. The idea of playing at Adelaide Oval in front of a crowd that stands on their feet, holds up the scarves, singing "Never, never Tear Us Apart." I'm sure you're really excited about. But but also, what happens from here, Will? For the the listeners who are really interested in um, the the dynamics of being drafted when you get to South Australia, when you actually get to get on the track at Alberton with the boys, what does this look like for you now? Yeah, so um, I had the recruiting team come over yesterday, um, and they just went over um, the scenarios and bit of information so I'll head over to Adelaide um, on Sunday I'll stay with the other three boys that were drafted for a week um, and then I'll stay with a player for a week mm-hmm. and then we have a training camp um, about in the third week and then that finishes on the 17th so then I guess it's Christmas so we have a three-week break off there and then I'll probably come back to Melbourne and then on the 8th I'll drive up back to Adelaide um, and bring my car over. Beautiful. And then potentially stay with a player or a um, host family. Very good. Now, a little birdie told me that you've travelled fairly extensively. Um, where's your favourite travel destination? I'd say India. Got <laughs> 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 uh, I've been set up there, Will. You've done that beautifully. Oh, man, he's outstanding, Will. <laughs> Hey, mate, congratulations. <laughs> Welcome. Um, look, you'll get to spend a bit of time with us, which I don't know is a good or a bad thing for you when you get to um, to Adelaide. But, um, look, it's wonderful to have you. You speak really well, which we are we are so blown away by the way that these draftees carry themselves. And congratulations, mate. It's such a wonderful moment for you and your family. Your journey starts now. So thanks for giving us some time on SENSA. No worries. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, thanks, Will. Will Lorenz there <laughs> What did you think, Mark? Was that good? No, I, I thought that was really strange. What are you giving me this piece of paper to read out? And, uh, set up. Anyway, we were, we were talking about Liam Fawcett's nickname. Yeah. Um, and someone's text in India. <laughs> Someone has now, we've now got the whole nickname thing going. Wu Lorenzo, surely his nickname, sorry, Wu Lorenz, surely his nickname will be O. That is good. Lorenzo. 
It's been a great morning. The reason we're talking about <laughs> India was because of the, the 100th birthday of radio and there's a, an incredible prank call. We'll chuck it on the podcast and you'll be able to see that a little bit later on. Um, should we do a giveaway now, Biggs? Yes, please. Okay, so we have this amazing prize thanks to Golf Box. It is the home of the biggest range of golf's best brands, Golfbox Australia's greatest golf superstore, golfbox.com.au today. So what you can win is a prize putting an Odyssey cap, to a towel and true viz golf balls. All you need to do is call in. So our number is one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We would we would love it if you haven't won a prize before to call yes. in. You've got to get your voice on the air. And uh, it's as simple as that. While you are calling, let's play one of the other draftees that we were talking about yesterday, and that was uh, Tom Anastasopoulos, who was in a little bit of shock that he was going to Port Adelaide. No, it was actually a big surprise to me, but um, in the end, I was real happy, real excited to join the Tower. So, good bunch. It's a very good club. Obviously, they're... Um, a very well-known club to finish in the top four. And, yeah, they've got a lot of history behind it. So I'm just really excited. He's really excited to be at Albert. And like all the draftees oh, are, it's a really good time. It is. It's it's a culmination of, you know, so much work. And I think every young player is worried that they're going to be left on the shelf, you know, particularly if they've been highly touted. So when the, I'm sure that... Excited is one part, but relief is also another huge part of it as well, I would have thought. Let me ask you a question about that because there's a handful of players that will go back into the Sandful and play for their local clubs. Sometimes, tell me if this is accurate or not. I trust your guidance. Mm. Sometimes not being drafted and being overlooked is the best thing that can happen to players to help them develop a bit more resilience, emotional intelligence, and this could be the thing that kickstarts their career. Yeah, it could be. Oh, look, I'm not sure. I think the, the biggest thing that I, I think we should try and stress to all young players is that there is no there is no one way for everyone. Everyone's journey will be different. Uh you know, there's players that got drafted that played for Werribee who were 26 years of age, mm. best on ground in the in the uh, the VFL grand final. And there was a number of players in the rookie draft that were, have been repurposed. And there's lots of different ways. There's no – because every player is unique, everyone's pathway is going to be unique. So if it doesn't happen for you in the draft, like you said, the opportunity to, to go away – well, firstly, get some feedback. What are the areas I need to get better at? What are the things that the club's – are looking for that they weren't seeing in me and how do I sort of move on from there? Uh, text coming in saying that uh, Anastasopoulos's nickname could be Smithy because it's easier to say that. <laughs> <Jones>. <laughs> um, on our talkback line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Good morning to you, Michael. Yeah, fellas, what amazes me is they're 18 years old and I'm 58 now. How well they speak. They don't seem to be nervous. They're as confident as you're ever going to be. And I just wish um, we're both... Uh, the Adelaide Football Club and the Port Adelaide Football Club, who I barrack for, the, the young lads go through, uh, maybe even get a game this year. If not, keep their heads up. I'm just, I'm just amazed how well they do speak uh, about life in general. Yeah, great point, Michael. And and this is a lot of it is also to do with the good work that the Sandfall and the AFL do. They do give them uh, some guidance on that. So, um, <clears throat> uh, Will was part of the AFL Academy. Yep. So he's part of. They picked the thirty five best players in Australia. And that 12 months, they go through, they do testing, they do uh, interviews with clubs. They spend a week at, at a certain, you know, an AFL club. They get schooled on, you know, how to talk and how to deal with the media. So 
it's sort of like a finishing school for those mm. the top 35 players because they're the ones that generally move through and get drafted. So that's just a, a great thing, and it really does help those young men. It's a great point as well, Michael. Hey, we're going to send you home with the Golf Box prize pack. So enjoy that, mate, and have a fantastic weekend. Thanks. It is going to be a fantastic weekend across South Australia, and next we are going to be speaking to someone who's going to be taking part in the Velo Adelaide 500, and that is Will Davison. Good morning. Your local tyre power. Holiday getaway sale. Get four for the price of three on Falcon Wild Peak all-terrain tyres. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow. That's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Just after 8 o'clock on SENSA Breakfast, a big thanks to Energy from an Australian-owned company. That is Lumo SA, the Brecky Brownlow. In a few moments' time, Connellina at the Brighton Trophy Centre. Mark Bickley. Yeah, got a couple of texts messages coming through. This one is from, uh doesn't have a name on it, it just says uh, Anastasopoulos, nick- nickname could be Braith. So Braith Anasta is an Australian Greek international NRL player. I so uh, Braith Anasta is. Yeah, okay. So a little bit of a shortener there. All right. We've sort of gone down the old uh, uh, nickname pathway, haven't we? It's pretty uh, bit of fun so far, but I'm sure each of the uh, AFL clubs, they generally have one person who mm. gives out the nicknames early on. Anyway, if you want to send a text in, maybe you've got some ideas. 0427-154-166. Bix, it is finally here. This weekend is going to be huge, and we are so excited to see the Velo Adelaide 500 hit the streets once again. We had a little bit of time off, but it's back this time at the end of the V8 season, which is the most exciting part, of course, and someone we're looking forward to seeing, and you're very much looking forward to jumping in a vehicle, doing a bit of a hot lap with from Shell V-Power Racing. Congratulations to Will Davidson um, for your season to date and, of course, for being back in Adelaide. How are you going? Yeah, fantastic, guys. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Uh, It's our pleasure. Now, Will, uh, you might not know this because I know you're a very busy man, but tomorrow... Afternoon, you are going to be uh, driving me around in a hot lap. And uh, look, I know you're a great driver, but I just want you to really be switched on tomorrow afternoon, if possible, please. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's uh, hey, there's a bit of weather lingering as mm. well, so that should make the ride even that little bit more juicy for you. But uh, it's, uh, it's if you could pick probably one track to come for a hot lap, I reckon you've nailed it. It's one of the coolest tracks in one of our cars, up against the concrete walls, mm. throwing it over the chicane curves. It's a wild ride, a circuit we all, we all bloody love. So um, hang on, mate. I'm, uh, <laughs> Don't worry. I'll be, uh, I'm definitely going to be going easy on you. <laughs> it is wonderful to have you back in South Australia. As I mentioned, um, it's great to have the V8s back here in the CBD, but albeit a different time of the year. So what's it like for the drivers where traditionally prior to the relaunch of the Velo Adelaide 500, it was at the start of the season and right now it's at the end. So uh, there's equal excitement, but this time there's a lot more on the line. Yeah, definitely last year, you know, I think we're all just so thrilled to be back. Um, It was an event that was just, you know, such a highlight on the calendar for everyone. One of the biggest trophies to win for the year. And it was traditionally always the season opener. Perfect place to kickstart the year um, over the COVID years. We thought we'd lost, you know, this amazing event. And I think we're all just stoked to have it back last year. So definitely a different vibe coming here to close the season. But I think the opener and the closing event are massive in their own right. And uh, to have the championship decided uh, this weekend is brutal for those two two guys battling it out for the big trophy. But for everyone else as well, if you haven't quite been able to get yourself in championship, championship contention, um, it's, it's a trophy that's 
such a special one to win, much like Bathurst, that if you can salvage your year by going all out glory on this weekend, that's what we're all trying to do. So still plenty to play for to to you know really achieve something big in your season. You mentioned there's weather around. Cloudy tomorrow. So tomorrow's the day. It looks like 5 to 20 millimetres forecast at the moment. The race days look okay. What does that mean? So let's talk about Friday. If it was wet, what does it look like on a street circuit? And does it sort of ramp up the, the sort of uh, danger factor for you? Well, same for everyone. It's just motorsport. We've all been doing this a long time. So certainly when the rain rain comes down, the heavens open, um, yeah, it, it changes many factors for us all. But that, that's, that's just part of our job is being able to react um, to change, to conditions from a driving point of view. Obviously, uh, when the rain comes down, um, you know, you've got to attack the circuit differently, read the grip conditions because it's often changing lap by lap. And then from an, an engineering and setup point of view, you know, obviously wet weather tyres, playing with tyre pressures, suspension in the car, um, you know, there's a huge other set of factors that come into play, but that's exciting. It creates opportunity. Uh, it's certainly easy to make mistakes, um, but a lot of people love the wet weather um, and the strategic element that brings. So considering it could be, you're drizzling over the four days. We practice tomorrow. We practice and qualify Friday. So it certainly means all your plans go out the window. Um, but that's that's the beauty of of, uh, of motorsport, and uh, we just react as quick as you can to whatever it throws at you. So I'm looking forward to it. You know, street tracks in wet conditions, drizzling conditions are absolutely wild from the cockpit. Um, but um, big opportunity there, and two long races as well over the weekend. So. Um, yeah, this event, it's a clean sheet of paper Sunday. You know, we go all out through Friday and Saturday and then Sunday's a clean sheet of paper and we do 250k all again. So um, you just got to tick each day off as they come and, and try and maximise each day that's in front of you. It's it's amazing. And you mentioned the, the two uh, drivers who are at the top of the table at the moment um, in Brody Kostecki and Shane Van B- uh, Gisberg. And it's almost like a grand final. So you compare it to something that's happening here in South Australia with a, a game that we love with Australian rules football. How much does the mind games and the mental strategy come into play then, Will, for those two drivers as they get ready to take the circuit to um, hopefully be champion at the end of the weekend? Yeah, I mean, you can let your mind uh, defeat yourself as well. So I think, you know, they're, they're two worthy um, champions, you know, since we kicked off the year in Newcastle. feels like quite a while ago now. So they're both in that position for a reason. Uh, their team's given them very fast cars and, you know, they've been challenging all year. So really, the, yeah, the pressure would be building for them. It's an unpredictable event with no consequences. Uh, but if you go against what you've been doing all year, that's generally when something will go wrong. So... Um, you know, they're going to be attacking pretty hard. I'd, I'd be surprised if they didn't come to blows at some stage over the weekend, but they're going for the biggest prize in the sport. So, um, you know, I think that's what it's all about. It's going to be a pretty exciting weekend. Now, Will, you've been coming to Adelaide for a number of years now. Do you have a few favourite haunts or places you like to catch up on when you're here? <laughs> oh, I tell you, I've got my newborn here this weekend. My okay. wife, Rihanna, who works in the pit lane, my, my little son, Dash, uh, he's here. So... Times are a bit different to when I was maybe here, you know, let's call it 18 years ago. Uh, <laughs> wow. You know, it run, running amok on the Sunday night. But <laughs> no, no, I mean, I always love coming here. I love, love the history of the place. You know, I love um, so many of the, the restaurants in town, gauchos, and uh, I can't even think of any of the old haunts these mm. days. But um, always love getting out uh, when I can, probably on a Wednesday night. That's about the only chance we get these days to, to go and have a feed in town. But... Um, 
uh, yeah, it's unfortunately you never get to see enough of the places, mm. the hotel and racetrack, and maybe we'll get to Robbie Williams Sunday night if we're if we're recovered all right from the Subi races. Uh, well, we're going to ask about Robbie Williams in a moment. I wanted to ask you about fatherhood because you're a new father, and what has that been like, and your approach to your job? Because Bix and I are fathers in here as well, and it certainly changes your whole life and your perspective on everything, especially if you have a bad day in the car. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's pretty new. He's, he's come to the last three events. He's been to Sandown, Bathurst, Gold Coast 500. So um, you are right. I mean, I'm at the track, still got the job to do. Nothing really changes when I put the helmet on. But uh, if I've come back after a bad day, it does change your perspective. He, he doesn't care whether I finished first or last or in the gravel trap. Um, he just wants your attention. And uh, it does change your perspective on so many elements. You know, even think back to my relationship with my dad when I was a kid starting go-karts and that fatherly element, which you think you understood, but until you're a dad, you don't. You just have this whole different appreciation and perspective on life. So I'm loving it. I think it's a good time for me. Um, And, uh, yeah, it's certainly pretty special having him at the racetrack and just want to give him a good life no matter what he wants to do. Mm. Now, um, you may or may not know, uh, Jack Revolt is a AFL footballer from Richmond, and when they won the flag, the killers played... An after-game concert, and he jumped up on stage and sang one of their hit songs. So I was thinking, if you're able to get the job done on Sunday, and then you uh, you get invited to Robbie Williams, you're going to get up on stage. What song are you singing for Robbie? <laughs> oh dear, um, you sort of rock DJ what, type of guy, or maybe? Yeah, what's what, what one of Robbie's beauties? Rock D- doing DJ. it for the kids. Angels doing yeah. it for the kids. Um, well, I don't know. We might even bust out a We Are The Champions from uh, Freddie Mercury. That's you know? good. No, that is good. Now, before we let you go, Will, um, now, do you have air freshener, a sick bag, or a sanitary bag, or an adult nappy in your vehicles? Because uh, Bix will soil himself tomorrow. That's a negative. You're just going to have a nice open face helmet with a camera on your face just to capture the yeah, moment. Yeah. So, uh, Don't worry, I've got ice flowing through my veins. <laughs> the, hey, Will, the, 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 only thing I can, the only sort of saving grace is I always back self-interest. And I know you don't want to wreck the car. So because of that, I feel like I'm going to be really safe. But it's going to be a hoot and I can't wait to catch up. That's what I say to everyone. Exactly right. I've got to race that thing the next day. And uh, I want to come back safe too, mate. So just enjoy it. <laughs> Thanks again for your time. We'll talk soon. All the best, Uh Will Davison joining us there from the Shell Racing Team. And Bix, you know what I love about the the drivers when they come to Adelaide? They are so accessible, exactly. and they're just there's so much chemistry between the drivers, so much respect, and they're great people. Yep, they get it. They they know that part of their role is to promote the sport. They do it really well. Like I said, they, uh, they have great chats. They're great fun. And, uh, yeah, they give a bit. So we love it. I can't wait to see the vision of you screaming in the car. I'm just going to try and, and just – play really cool. It's not going to work, though. You don't think so? No. I'd wear two pairs of jocks. <laughs> it's SENSA. Good morning. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh.
Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! It's been a big show today, Mark Bickley, on the text line 0427154166. We just had a chat to Will Davidson. You're talking about the killers at the Velo Adelaide 500. Another Will. It's the Will show today. He says, fun fact, I haven't listened to a killer song in its entirety since 2017. <laughs> yeah, so. It's a pity it's my, one of my favourite bands, unfortunately. We saw the killers last year after the race. So yep. Thank you, Jack Revolt, for of, that. Yeah, just sort of cleansed myself from that now. I'm over it. Do you have any nicknames when you were playing? We were talking about uh, nicknames for Farrah Fawcett. No, nah, well, pretty boring, really. I had a, I think I've told you this. My, I had a nickname when I was a little kid, and it was uh, Skip. Yeah, Skip. Yeah, and that's then right. it ended up sort of when I became captain, people that turned into Skipper. Any or others? Whatever. No, that was it. That was it. Fair enough. All right, let's get into the Bricky Brownlow. <laughs> Thanks to Connellina at the Brighton that, that Trophy Centre. You're trying to set me up there for something. I'm the sure. off-air chat is a lot more fruity than the on-air chat, I'll be honest with you. Okay, so let's get into this. Connellina at the Brighton Trophy Centre, the best in SA. Go and see them. They are closing down over Christmas, so if you want to get your orders in, do it very quickly. They are absolute legends. Um, we are going to start, Bix, with you struggling to say the new draftee for the Port Adelaide Football Club. Um, that is Tom Anastasopoulos. This is how you went yesterday. And they picked up Tom Anastasopoulos. Now, Tom is a small forward. Sorry. You're close. Close. What do you want well, to go? I, I go believe yeah. it's Anastasopoulos. Anastasopoulos. Okay. Tom, I, I think it's Anastasopoulos. Okay. Well, I'm happy to go with that. Tom Anastasopoulos. <laughs> no, there's Anast- no there's no T. It's, it's, no, it's Anastasopoulos. There is a T in there. No, but you said Anastasopoulos. Okay. So you're going to have to Anastasopoulos saying that. It is Anastasopoulos. <laughs> Tom, we apologise because you only have one name and we should respect No, wait, don't say we apologise. Anastasopoulos. We'll get better at it as we call it a lot. And let's hope we do call it a lot. You also said to Tom that he only had one name, but he has two. So this is how he tried to say his name yesterday. Thomas Anastasopoulos or Tommy Anastasopoulos. He said it wrong. Boy, I I feel better because he said two different names Have a listen again. Thomas Anastasopoulos or Tommy Anastasopoulos. Well, there you go. Take your pick. Anyway, he sounds like a lovely young man. Well, he can't man. even say his own name. So how are you? We expected to say it right. So that was a, a good start to the Brecky Brown. Like, what do you got? Well, I, I want to pull you up because you had this uh, quiz question mm. for me, but you didn't quite have your facts right. Richmond should sign Alex Rance to their rookie list. Do you want to repeat that? <laughs> Richmond should sign Alex Rance to their rookie list. Do you want to have another go at it? Richmond. <laughs> Doesn't he play for, isn't he coaching at the, the Gold Coast? The Gold Coast. Coast. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I've wondered how long I was going to I gave take. you a couple of chances, mate. I gave you some chances. Yeah, that was bad for me. That was bad. I got my back up and I was quite aggressive there. So sorry about that. Um, interesting yesterday, we're one of our nominees for getting some Brecky Brownlow votes. Thanks to Connellina at the Brighton Trophy Centre was new Crows recruit Charlie Edwards. who We set him up to say he was a Crows supporter for life, but this is how he responded to the question. Hey, uh, who did you barrack for growing up? <laughs> I'm a Hawks supporter. So, yeah, I've seen a few flags. Been lucky enough to. You, well, yeah, you got to change it and say, I was a Hawks supporter. <laughs> yeah, I was a, was a Hawks supporter. That was the day after he got drafted. And and finally, Bix, um, you're really cagey about what you do after hours when you leave the studio here in Studio Luma. And I ask you about it, and you're like, no, nah, I've just got to do stuff. And this is how descriptive you are about your movements. Good show today. What are you going on for the rest of the day? Seeing a guy about a thing? No, I've got a couple of clients to see. Uh, and then tonight... <laughs> What the, it's the same answer. 
I'm always hesitant because I don't know if people want it publicised. Uh, you know, you know that I'm doing some work with them. So I, I always forget to ask. You know, do you mind if I ever say anything? But yeah, that's fair enough. No, I like that. So, um, anyway, some something that people wouldn't like is the all of the people getting a home for the very first time, getting presented their AFL Guernsey by Indiana Jones, like yourself or Phil <laughs> Davis or Spud Ferrito. Um, there are lots of big moments where a lot of football clubs get the opportunity to have early draft picks, otherwise known as. All, a lot of Melbourne clubs have all benefited from different priority pricks. <laughs> Who are those priority pricks? <laughs> <laughs> got caught on that little alliteration there. It's 22 minutes past eight. Back after this.